It's time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. Hi, and welcome to Kids Corner. Well, it looks like it's showtime again. Liz and the gang have prepared another performance for us. I wonder what this one will be about. Oh, I think we're going to find out. They're getting started. Grandpa Anoli has just stepped out onto the stage. I'll see you at intermission. Good evening, and welcome to the clubhouse and to our local youngsters' latest theatrical work about work. <laughs> you heard right. This show is about work. In fact, the kids call it a work about work. Now, this particular show is going to start off a little different than previous shows. This time, we're going back in time to ancient Greece, to be exact, and a classic tale called The Choice of Hercules. Hercules was the strongest lizard in the world. You got that right. I got muscles on my muscles, and on top of them are more muscles. When he was young, and his life was all before him... And my muscles were bulging out of my skin... He left one morning to do an errand for his father. An errand that needs muscles, no doubt. Actually, he was to deliver food to a friend in the beautiful Blue Mountains. Delivering food? That doesn't take muscles. But as he walked, his heart grew bitter, and he grumbled. Yeah, because I didn't get to use my muscles. No, because all around him, others no better than himself were living in ease and pleasure, while his life was filled with labor and pain. Oh, labor and pain and not using my muscles. As he thought upon these things, he came to a place where two roads met, and he stopped, not certain which one to take. Hmm, I could go to the left, or the right, or the left. Oh, talk about your tough decisions. The road on his right was hilly and rough. There was no beauty in it or about it. Okay, maybe this isn't such a tough decision. But he saw that it did lead straight to the beautiful blue mountains in the distance. Oops, my bad. Those mountains really are beautiful. The road on his left was broad and smooth, with shade trees on either side, where sang an innumerable choir of birds. Yep, that's a lot of birds, all right. And it went winding among green meadows, where bloomed countless flowers. That's a lot of flowers, too. But that road ended in fog and mist long before it reached the Blue Mountains in the distance. Uh, the beautiful Blue Mountains. They're gorgeous. While Hercules stood and pondered. Left, right, left. Oh, what to do, what to do. He saw two fair women coming toward him, each on a different road. The one who came by the flowery way reached him first. And Hercules saw that she was as beautiful as a summer day. And she spoke warm, persuasive words. Oh, noble youth. Uh, who, me? Well, certainly. You don't have to be bowed down with labor and trials. I don't? No. Come and follow me. I will lead you into pleasant paths where there are no storms to disturb and no troubles to annoy. You'll live in ease with endless song and laughter. I do like a little endless song and laughter every now and then. 
and you'll always have everything that makes life joyous. Money? And wine. And money? And food. And money? And wealth. And money? And money. Come with me, and your life shall be a daydream of eternal gladness. Nice rhyming. Thanks. Who are you? My name is Pleasure, the joyous and happy one. Needless to say, this all sounded pretty good to Hercules. This all sounds pretty good to me. Hercules. Wah! It was the other woman who, by this time, had walked up. Oh, you trying to scare the scales off me or something? Oh, next time warn a fella, will you? Uh, who are you? Some call me labor, but others know me as virtue. Heed my words, Hercules. Okay, but I gotta tell you, pleasure here's gonna be pretty hard to beat. So, what's your offer? Nothing. Yep, that's the offer I usually get. Uh, listen, honey, you're gonna have to do a little better than that. I could promise you nothing except what you shall win with your own strength. Yeah, well, oh, wait, strength? As in muscles? My road is uneven and hard. It climbs many a hill and descends into many a valley and quagmire. Ooh, quagmire. Now that sounds like a place that needs muscles. The views from the hilltops on my road are grand and glorious. Oh, never mind that. Get back to the quagmires. Uh, they do need muscles, right? The deep valleys are dark, and the ascent from them is toilsome. Oh, toilsome sounds muscly. Nevertheless, the road leads to the beautiful blue mountains. And I do think they're beautiful. Did I mention that? Hercules faced a real dilemma. On the one hand, I can live a life of ease with pleasure. On the other hand, I can use my muscles with virtue. He didn't know what to do. That's why it's called a dilemma. So he did what heroic figures usually did in these tales, especially when they had to think really hard. He walked to a nearby tree, sat down, and... <laughs> fell asleep. And almost immediately, he found himself the subject of strange dreams. Now, these dreams were strange for two reasons. First, they all had Bible verses attached to them. In the case of the first dream, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, anyone who will not work will not eat. Second, they had titles. This one was called, You Got What You Brought. In his dream, Hercules saw himself sitting on the porch of a farmhouse, owned by an elderly lizard everyone called Granny. Can't talk now. I'm too busy. That's right. While Hercules lounged, Granny was busy doing chores. I'm sweeping, mopping, dusting, washing, cleaning. Oh, it never ends. That's awful, Granny. Have you ever thought about getting some help around here? As a matter of fact, yes. And I'm looking at someone right now who'd be just perfect. <laughs> That's funny, because you're looking at me. You noticed. Uh, oh, you mean you want me to help you? Right the first time. Oh, sorry. I can't do it. See, helping you would mean I'd have to move from this shady spot, and I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I see. I'm happy to cheer you on, though. Go, Granny! Thanks. A little while later, Hercules did do something, however. Hey, Granny! 
What is it? Spike's coming down the road. Looks like he's carrying something. Hey, what'd you have there, Spike? Hey, I've been hunting, Granny. Got a nice batch of grasshoppers, see? Ooh, nice and juicy. <laughs> They'll make a fine dinner, Granny. Maybe even a stew. Well, that they will. That they will. Uh, Spike, why don't you go and get cleaned up? Thank you kindly. <laughs> Liz, will you please take the hoppers into the kitchen? Uh, that's okay. Come again? I'm fine where I am, thanks. All right. Granny hauled the bag of grasshoppers on her back, hauled them into the kitchen, and started preparing them. Before long, she heard Hercules from the porch again. Granny! Yes! Lucille's coming down the road! Granny went to the front door. Sure enough, Lucille was just walking up to the front porch, carrying a heavy sack on her back. Well, it looks like you got a pretty heavy load there, Lucille. Yep, vegetables from your garden, Granny. Ripe and ready to eat. Oh, they'll go great with Spike's grasshoppers. Unfortunately, I still have half the dirt from your garden on me. Well, you know where the bathroom is. Go on and wash up. Yes, ma'am. Liz, could you please take these veggies into the kitchen? I could, but I won't. All right. Granny gathered the veggies and started back to the kitchen. Hold on, Granny. You really need help, don't you? Yes, I do. Well, then it's a good thing Maury is coming up the path. Hello? Hi, Maury. Hey, Maury. You wouldn't mind taking that sack of veggies Granny's holding back to the kitchen, would you? Oh, no, of course not. And when you get them back there, how about washing and peeling and cutting them up so she can put them in the grasshopper stew she's making? No problemo. Let me have them, Granny. I don't suppose you'd want to help him, would you, Liz? Oh, thanks, but I'm good. Oh, I thought so. Granny sighed once again and headed back to the kitchen. A little while later, all of the preparation and cooking was done. The house was filled with delicious smells, and Granny hollered, Dinner! Come and get it! This was the one thing that got Hercules off his place on the porch. He and all the other lizards piled round the table. Granny ladled out the wonderful grasshopper stew. A big bowl to Spike, bringer of the grasshoppers. Oh, thanks. And a big bowl to Lucille, harvester of the vegetables. Mmm, looks wonderful, Granny. Thank you. You're welcome. And a big bowl to washer, peeler, and slicer, Maury. Mm -mm. Oh, and don't forget a big bowl to the cook, Granny. Oh, yes. <laughs> and for you, Hercules, a big bowl. Bon appetit, everyone. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, <gasps> it's delicious. Um, excuse me. Um, uh, yes? Uh, my bowl is empty. I think you forgot something, Granny. Oh, my goodness. You're right. I did. Well, here you go. Uh, what's this? That is water. The very same water boiled in the very same pot as the grasshoppers and veggies brought and prepared by Spike, Lucille, and Maury. Um, I don't get it. Exactly. Huh? Did you bring the grasshoppers? No. How about veggies? Bring any of them? Well, no, but... And did you even step foot in the kitchen while we were washing and cutting the veggies and cooking the stew? Well, no. You got what you brought, Hercules. But... No buts. 
Anyone who will not work will not eat. And so Granny, Spike, Lucille, and Maury feasted sumptuously on what they had prepared. Mmm. While Hercules didn't. Rats. It's another great show for Liz and the gang. They've just changed the set. Now we're in what looks like an ancient kingdom. I can't wait to see what this skit will be about. Oh, here comes Grandpa. I'll talk to you later. After his dream about not working and not eating, at Granny's farm, Hercules had a second dream. And this one was based on Proverbs 22:29, which says, Do you see a man who does good work? He will serve kings. He won't serve ordinary people. The dream was called A Couple of Cousins. In an ancient kingdom, there were two cousins, Maury. That's me. And Hercules. And that's me. They grew up side by side, learning together how to run. (laughs) I won. In your dreams, Chester, I won. And swim. Marto. Polo. And play ball. Incoming. Huh? And all the other things boys do together. They were constant and devoted friends. Cradle to grave. Womb to tomb. Which, of course, means that as they grew, they eventually drifted apart, as often happens to even the best of friends as they move through life. Maury took to his books. Hey, I like learning. I like it a lot. Who'd have thought? He studied hard and passed his exams with flying colors. I'm a B-A-M-A-P-H-D-M-O-U-S-E. Hercules decided books weren't such good companions. Uh, Who needs books when you gotta get football handy? He skipped school a good bit to swim and play ball, ignored his lessons, and ended up failing his exams. A D and four Fs? Oh, come on. How did that D get in there? I got a reputation. Needless to say, Maury excelled and ended up becoming an advisor to Queen Granny herself. We are very pleased. Hercules also found himself employed by the Queen as an oarsman on Her Majesty's royal yacht. Old Frog River, that old Frog River, we are not amused. One day, the queen and all of her royal advisors went on a journey up the river. They sat under a wide canopy in the bow of the boat where the breeze was best. But the sight of Maury sitting with royalty irked Hercules to no end. Ha ha, lucky, lazy, lousy, lounging wizard. He gets to sit in the shade while I have to break my back in the sun. Uh, Row faster, please. The queen is hot. Yes, sir. Row faster, please. I'm just as hot as a queen, but does he think about that? No. What gives him the right to sit up there any more than me? The more Hercules thought about it, the angrier he grew. He began grumbling to his fellow oarsmen. Loafing, loopy, languorous, lead-bottomed louts. They call themselves advisors, but all they do is sit and gab. Yeah, why should we sweat so hard to push their carcasses around on this boat? That ain't fair! No! They ought to be back here rowing, too. After all, aren't we all God's creatures? 
The long day of rowing finally ended, and they put into shore. Oh, it's about time. Lard-headed, lot-jawed, lime-lapping, lemur-loving loafs. They made camp as evening fell. Everyone ate and fell asleep quickly. But Hercules woke in the middle of the night to find a firm hand shaking him by the shoulder. (laughs) Who is it? Tis I. Your Majesty! Stop groveling. I hate it when lizards grovel. I'm, I'm sorry, my queen. And stop saying sorry. I hate that more than the groveling. Uh, Yes, Majesty. I have a task for you. Yes, ma'am. Do you hear that noise? Um, no. Do you see that hill? Yes. Well, there's a strange noise coming from behind it. Woke me out of a sound sleep. I want you to go find out what it is. Yes, ma'am. Hercules jumped off the boat and ran up the hill. He came back a few minutes later. Oh, it's nothing, Your Majesty. Nothing? Nothing sure makes a funny noise. Oh, well, a cat has just given birth to a litter of rather noisy kittens. A cat is not nothing. A cat is something. Yes, ma'am. What kind of kittens? Kind? Uh, I didn't notice. Then go back and notice this time. Hercules ran back up the hill again and came back again. Uh, Siamese kittens. Ah, and how many Siamese kittens are there? How many? I'll be right back. Again, Liz ran over the hill and returned. Six Siamese kittens. How many males and how many females? Oh, boy. One moment. Liz ran back once again. Three... Females and three. Males? That's it. I see. Very well, oarsman. Come with me. Oh, not back over the hill. No. To the bow of the boat. And keep it quiet. Quiet. I'll be a mouse, great one. They tiptoed to the bow of the boat, where the queen woke Maury who sat up instantly. What? Oh, what is your desire, Majesty? There is a strange noise over that hill yonder. Go find out what it is. At once, my queen. Now, oarsman, watch and learn. Hercules watched as Maury disappeared into the darkness and returned a few minutes later. It is a newborn litter of kittens, Your Majesty. What kind of kittens? Siamese. How many? Six. How many males and how many females? There were three males and three females. The mother gave birth in an overturned barrel just after we arrived. The cats belong to the mayor of the village. He hopes they have not disturbed you and invites you to come and take your pick, if the court is in need of a royal pet. We are very pleased. You may return to your slumber, Maury. As you wish, Your Majesty. Maury went back to bed as the queen motioned for Hercules to follow her. They walked a few steps and stopped. I overheard your grumbling earlier today, Oarsman. Uh, You did? Um, I didn't mean anything by it. Didn't you? I think you did. You are correct in that we are all God's creatures. But all of God's creatures have work to do. I had to send you to shore four times for answers. Maury went only once. That is why he is my advisor, and why you 
row the boat? Precisely. Good night, oarsmen. Oh, rats. After this dream was over, Hercules awoke from his sleep, a bit perplexed. Oh, what strange dreams. Pleasure? What do they mean? Who cares? Wasn't your sleep enjoyable? You can have the same kind of sleep all the time, if you just follow me. How about you, Virtue? What do you think the dreams mean? They mean that the beautiful blue mountains cannot be reached without work, Hercules. In fact, there is nothing worth having that must not be won by work. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, which of us will you follow, mighty Hercules? It's a very tough decision, and I have to say I'm very tempted by pleasure. Shall we go then? I don't think so. What? Virtue, you're my kind of guide. I'll take the road of labor and honest effort, and I'm going to stop with the grumbling and complaining, too. And with that, he put his hand into that of virtue, and together they walked down the straight and forbidding road that led to the beautiful blue mountains on the pale and distant horizon. I got lots of muscles, you know. You mentioned that. Hey, want to see me crack open a walnut with my eyelid? Maybe later. Now, the moral of the tale of Hercules and his strange dreams is pretty obvious. Work is a good thing. And we should never be afraid of honest, hard labor. But there's an even better moral to his story, one found in the Bible, in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Walking through the narrow gate and down the narrow path is the best work of all. Another great show from Liz and the Gang. Just like Grandpa, I can think of one more Bible verse that fits this story perfectly. Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Remember this the next time you're tempted to grumble or complain about the work you have to do. You're not just working for an earthly boss, you're also working for a heavenly one, Jesus. <laughs>